Welcome to another episode of Real Dads Lead. I'm here, Dwayne Smith, your host. Next to me, Mr. Matt Hamilton, your co-host. How you doing? I'm great. Yeah? Yeah. Been, what, five minutes since our maybe, last podcast? Maybe. Maybe a little bit longer. We were talking to your wife a little bit. Oh, that's true. <laughs> doing a little bit of business uh, in between podcasts, which is always good. Mm-hmm. So, anything uh, happened over those last five minutes? I took a few sips of water. Okay. Yeah. That's about it. That's about it. Mm-hmm. How's your uh, coffee headaches going? Uh, that's not very good, actually. So, yeah. if anybody has any advice on if you are, you know, lacking coffee or caffeine and you get these headaches or what have you. <laughs> that's not that's not my issue. I'm not oh, lacking. Oh, oh. I had coffee this morning. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. I'm just, I wake up with these like screaming headaches that run all the way back down to like my spine. It's like a muscular thing. Yeah. And nothing helps it. Like a regular coffee cup, cup of coffee doesn't do it. Mm. I'll go all night, all morning. And I was saying that there's a, there's a coffee shop here in town, <clears throat> Olentangy Brewery. It's delicious. <clears throat> Excuse me. And like three or four times now when I've had this issue, I'll go and get a double shot of their espresso, which is actually four shots in my latte. And within 15 minutes or so, it's gone. Okay. It's amazing. So. And it tastes good. It tastes good. I, I'm, I'm thinking that I need to maybe like get an espresso maker and just like oh, when this, ha- so when this happens, just have like. So you need more. Yeah. I'm like, instead of like ibuprofen or Tylenol or something like that, I'm just going to get a high dose of espresso okay. when this happens. That's my current game plan. Okay, so you're you're good. You don't need any advice from anybody out there. I don't who... need your advice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm open to other advice. <laughs> it stinks, but anyway, I'll probably go get some espresso. It's not as bad as it has been, but I'll probably go get some espresso after this podcast. Yeah, I, I know that Luke and Caitlin have a espresso maker, so and they love it. Yeah, we're actually. I I, can, I will say this. It's not something that has happened, but tomorrow we are going to summer camp with our youth group down at Crossings mm-hmm. in, this is legit the name, Baghdad, Kentucky. Ooh. Yeah, I'm hoping they have some pretty sweet merch okay. to go with that name. But anyway, uh, they actually have their own espresso bar for leaders. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty Good sweet. Good you're a leader. Yes, I am. <laughs> what time is that? What, what time are you? We leave at out? ten in the morning. We get back on Sunday late afternoon. Okay. So praying for a lot of, a lot of good stuff to happen in, uh, among the youth and even among the leaders. And I've really been trying to get closer to a lot of the youth. And I've just been praying for, you know, greater opportunities uh, to talk with them and getting to know some of their own issues. Praying through some of those. I, I think that, I think what I'm gonna do never done this before but i think over the course of the next couple of days i'm gonna like pull each boy aside and just ask him if i can pray over him for a minute mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. just kind of lay hands on them and pray for their weekend for god to move in their hearts and for there to be repentance where there needs to be and confession and healing and uh a resolute heart to follow him you know yeah. more holy so you can pray for the camp we're excited yeah. about it. Yeah, how many boys are going? I don't know the the split, but I've, currently I think there's 85 people 
total okay. for just from our church. The crossings is, I've never been there, but it's massive. 15,000 kids go through this camp every oh, summer. Wow. It's huge. So, and there's i uh, I'll, I'll give a shout out. I don't know if we've ever done this mentioning specific kids, but, uh, in our youth group, there's, uh, over the last year, there's been a, a young guy who's from France. Mm-hmm. His mom went here to Big Walnut High School and, uh, she went overseas teaching English, met her husband, so the family lives over there. The boy has been coming here every summer since he was little, but he went to school here this year and we got to know him. It's been a real blessing and he has a, a hunger for the Lord. Mm. Um, his brother just came, uh, all three of his brothers actually, but he and his brother just last minute got permission to go to camp as well. Oh, nice. And so I'm really excited about that. He's got a, a real hunger for sharing the gospel and just just kind of this ferocious appetite for learning as much as he can. So excited about that as well. He does. Yeah. Cause he's, he, he grew up in France. Right? Yeah. 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 Mm, interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll be praying for that and hopefully, uh, you, you'll have good, good safety and good, mm-hmm. uh, um, the, the prayers and stuff that you pray, pray over the boys will be well received and that yeah. you will, be able to do what we had for our 34 points, mm-hmm. point 34. Mm-hmm. Be a blessing. Be a blessing mm-hmm. to all those who are out there. Yeah. Yeah. That that really has been part of my driving hope, motivation in the youth group is to be another father figure, mm-hmm. you know, in these boys' lives. Uh, and the girls to a certain extent. Obviously, I'm not as close to them, but... Um, yeah, just just looking for ways and hoping that the Lord would use me to uh, inspire them on their path to becoming good men. Yeah, who's so, all going from your family? My entire family is going. Well, my wife is not, and uh, our son, whose birthday it is today, he's one. Oh, happy birthday, yes. Elias! Yes, uh, he will not be going either. Okay, so they're gonna be home alone. She'll probably like that for a little while. Yeah, or have some friends be and like. Ugh. How will she take it? Will she uh, need a break no, I think everybody? she'll be fine. She'll be fine. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I don't know. It's kind of, you know, it's mixed, mixed feelings. Every mom needs a break, you know? Yeah. I'm, I say she'll be home, but she's going to be with friends a lot and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So, okay. be good. She may actually go down to, to South Carolina if things work out oh. with her family. Okay. Nice. So, well, we are on chapter eight mm-hmm. of, uh, in our book. Um, stepping up a call to courageous manhood by Dennis Rainey and it kind of tied into our last podcast a little bit on words of wisdom words of advice mm-hmm. given from father to son um, so yeah. let's just jump into that a little bit on on chapter eight so, yeah it definitely it definitely flows together the opening quote here it's unknown who the author was but a boy without a father figure is like a boy without a map. So he's playing off the current or the, the previous GPS mm, analogy. Yeah. Um, but looking forward into the chapter, it's like young men need solid advice and principles to live by and men who are living it out before their eyes. Yeah. That's the map he's speaking about. So then he begins to get into, you know, the different, different principles and truths, you know, that we can and should be presenting to our, to our kids. Yeah. So. Do you think that boys look for father figures? I think they do. Do they? It starts, 
they may not, it over in my mind. And, I, I think they may not know that they are, but they're looking for some. They're looking for someone to look up to. I, there's something innate in us that knows that we're to look outside of us for who we ought to be, mm-hmm. at least in part. <clears throat> you know, so like you look at inner city stuff. Maybe they they might not be able to put to words. I'm looking for a father figure, but they're looking for that father figure, whether they know it or not, they just often look in the wrong places, you know, gangs or whatever it might be. They, they, they find it in oftentimes bad community. Yeah. Um, which is why, you know, occasionally hear stories. I think, um, Crawford was his last name. I think we talked about him already in this book. Crawford Loritz. Maybe, maybe was it him that has spent time in the inner city kind of being a father figure to guys that don't, Yeah. yeah, we need men like that. Because he understands that they are looking for that, even if they can't put words to it. Do you think that <clears throat> us as adult men need father mm, figures? I definitely think so. And Dennis Rainey, Rainey thinks so as well, right? He's got that whole mentor section of his book. Mm-hmm. Every Timothy needs a Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, did Paul need someone? He did. I'm sure he had. I mean, he had... Uh, um, when he was a Pharisee, he mentions his leadership that he had. Um, after that, I, I don't really know. I mean, there was definitely the community of apostles uh, that would speak into one another's lives. And when he was traveling and he couldn't contact them, you know, he had Barnabas by his side for a time and then he had Silas. And so he had, yeah. he had men that maybe were not older than him. I don't know how old Barnabas was, but men who were peers that could speak into his life yeah. in a mentoring kind of way, you know? I mean, we're peers yeah, and we can mentor one another. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's important too. I, I do think, uh, I don't, let, let me say, let me we, say, sorry, let me say this. Just, yeah. I start to interrupt. I just want to produce this caveat here. I don't want a younger listener mm-hmm. to hear that my peers are sufficient as mentors. Yeah. Okay. I, I have come across that a lot where people just, they, they go the way of, Rehoboam, Solomon's son, where he gets rid of all of his father's wise counselors and fills his cabinet with his peers. And the country ends up splitting in half because you need older wisdom. You need experience in your life. So there is high value on having people who are older in your life who can mentor you and speak into your life for sure. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I that there was a, um, I can't remember what I was listening to, but basically said that you should always have an older mentor mm-hmm. and a peer mentor or a peer person that you can bounce ideas off of mm-hmm. and then someone that you are mentoring that's younger. So through all those stages. And so that even, you know, if you are younger you should still be able to find someone who are who is younger than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even if you are 12 years old, you know, that's like working in the nursery at the school or I mean at the church or mm-hmm. something to that effect, you are still mm-hmm. um, imparting whatever, whatever wisdom that you have accumulated yeah, at yeah. this time to be able to speak into the lives of someone that's younger. Yeah. Man, I love that actually. I I love that because you know, we've we've talked off air about how I'm trying to take my boys through this journey to manhood, transition to manhood mm-hmm. thing. I think that 
Oh, I, I love the idea of after initiating them and showing them that you are now young men and you're going to be treated as young men. Here are the expectations of what a man is and does and is striving to become. If part of that was the look for somebody to pour into yeah, so that right. from their earliest experiences as a man, you know, say they're 13, 14 years old, they understand the concepts of hearing from their peers in humility. I was from their uh, mentors, sorry, their older people in their lives in humility, um, having solid companionship who are running the same direction yeah. with the same passion and then pouring into younger people. Like you said, at, at church, like get involved in kids ministry, yeah. uh, you know, be a, an assistant uh, leader where you can teach Bible stories and answer questions and things like that. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. And, and because the younger kids look up to the older kids way more than they look up to older adults, mm. you know, uh, my kids would sometimes they were in sports in high school and then they went to a private school, but they were sometimes their coaches would take them to the elementary school there. in when they were in middle school or high school, they would take them to the middle school or elementary school and talk to the young kids and they just looked up to them like they were mm -hmm. all that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that that principle applies no matter what stage of life you're in. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So that was the <clears throat> first quote. And there was a, another guy what was Edgar guest. Mm -hmm. Edgar guest. Edgar guest. Yes. He was probably, I don't know, the, I was listening to it on the audio, audio version of it. And they actually have him speaking. Mm -hmm. And it, it was a long time ago. Like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like those, uh, really, really old, um, Disney reels or something war, like that. Or, or, uh, war oh. commentator yeah. video. Yeah. Yeah. With audios. that clicking in the background. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We don't want to, we don't need to read all that. But yeah. We, we won't read it all. It. Yeah. Summarize it and us. I think it's worth saying that for Dennis Rainey, he said, this is remains one of the most profound statements on fatherhood that he's ever heard Yeah, up to the writing of this book. So again, we're not quoting it, but essentially he says that many men have failed as fathers because where they put tons of time, energy, and resources into mastering their trade, mm -hmm. achieving titles in their, uh, certain market or field of study or whatever it is, they have failed to put that much time, energy, and resources into their boys. And he said there's a great irony essentially where had that dad or those dads been approached when their children were young by someone who said, would you, for this amount of money, let me raise your kids? They'd be like, no, get out of here. There's no way I'm going to let you raise my kids. Right. You know, This is my responsibility. It's my privilege. And yet that they essentially do cave and do that very thing just more subtly over time mm -hmm. by giving much more to their workplace than to their home and right. to their children. Um, and he ultimately, he says, too much time spent in money-making implies too little time spent with the boy. Uh, and finally, he says that to be the father of a great son would be my true success. Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. That's biblical as well. Absolutely. You know, Talk about children being the uh, crown of a of a, a father, mm -hmm. you know, 
So no, a wise son is the crown of a father, yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's very very true. I actually sent that to my boys because I'm super proud of them, all of them, and mm. the direction that they're going, and and they the the wisdom that they're showing, and it does make me super proud. Mm. So I I sent that verse to them not too long ago, actually, um, just praising them for the choices that they've been making. And, mm. Um, but it's so super true. I, um, it's a balance with the seeking titles and money and things like that, because you have to do it as far as the money to provide. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it did say in that quote that he said, it was the too much. You're doing this too much. It's out of balance. Mm-hmm. So, Finding that happy medium of I got to work, I got to do these things, but I also have to spend time and being able to work super hard and yet have the energy when you come home. I mean, it's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy thing to Mm do, Um, to put that investment that you do at work and then having to put the same energy into an investment or more energy into the investment that you do with your kids mm-hmm. when you're home um and maybe that is i mean maybe that's not like a daily thing um maybe it is something that's you know dedicated time during the week or dedicated time during the weekends that we're going to make sure that we that i invest into my 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 kids um i don't i i mean it's different for every every person mm-hmm. i would guess yeah. Uh, this gets back to our provision podcast, you know, one of our earliest ones, which if you have not listened to that, I would definitely suggest going back and yeah. listening to it because we talk about a lot more detail. But uh, a couple questions come up, not the least of which is what is enough? You know, because oftentimes when we're pursuing this, and, and he's saying the too much, what did he say? Too much time spent in money making, mm-hmm. Im- implying, I think, you're, you're seeking money perhaps luxury comfort more than you need to be right that that's where it's out of balance you know we are called to provide for our families what they need and god has promised to provide what we need you know not not an excess and and we often get in trouble by pursuing the excess and that robs is literally stealing time from our families mm-hmm. that god intended for us to be giving to them yeah does it make sense? Yeah. When money and titles, et cetera, become an idol, just like any other idol, they rob us from what is truly good for us and those around us. Yeah. So it under- is a tight balance. So I mean, I, I don't know if I told you before that I have a friend who's a medical surgeon mm-hmm. and uh, I was chatting with him and, and asked him, you know, what some of the toughest things were, were. Is this the veterinary that, doctor? Is that- no, not the veterinary doctor. Okay. Um, but he had said that, you know, he'd spent so much time in study because he had to study and study and study. And Mm -hmm. he was away from home so often doing his studies that there was one time where he had come home and his, um, son didn't recognize him. Mm. And he's like, but it was, it was almost a necessity for him to get to where he wanted to get. You know, now they have a great relationship. So I don't know. Is that it's it's different for everybody? Like yeah. if you're going to be a doctor, 
I mean, you're going to miss out on some of your kids' stuff. That's just the way it's going to be. Yeah, and um, maybe for a season, you know, like yeah. maybe that. And sometimes it's just a season like where you have to work really hard. Sometimes dads have seasonal work, you know, too. Like their work is actually seasonal. Like there's yeah. certain times of the year where it's busier than others. Yeah. That's your job. That's how you provide you're going to have to just work a little extra hard during that time to work in time for your family. Yeah. Um, so there's, there should be that understanding. Um, but the point is that you're making, I think though, is that if it becomes an idol, mm-hmm. that's the whole point. I mean, if you're s- still your family's your first priority, then you're going to be intentional about it no yeah. matter what, even though you have to do these other things. Yeah, this is a deeper conversation, you know, because there are many men out there who say, I'm doing this for my family. I'm working 80 hours a week yeah. for my family. Well, not really. You know, I mean, you're, you might be, you're working, you're doing this for your family in order, again, that they might have certain excesses or uh, wants, et cetera, that they just don't need, when, when in reality what they need is you. And that's, that's a really hard thing, I think, for a lot of dads to hear, especially, and this is another, this is why it's so complicated, this whole issue. If there's a wife involved who wants all of these excess things or, or your kids are used to affluence and they want all these things, you know, it would take courage for a dad, if possible, to pull back and say, I'm not going to work that much. I'm going to take a pay cut or I'm going to reject this managerial position or whatever it might be so that I can do my my duty as a dad and as a husband and uh, live the life God's called me to, you know, pour into you what, what I need to. So there's lots of different things that we've said there. I think the, the key for our listeners is listen to what we've said and be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're truly in a position where you just cannot work less, Maybe it's because you have to carry three jobs in order to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Um, and those bills are truly covering what you need, not what you want. You know, you're not living in a way above your needs or whatever. Um, then that's, that's where you're at and that's okay. You know, make time for your kids as much as you can. Yeah. Uh, if you can have them do some work with you or whatever it might be. But if you are the other dad who's working too much, uh, trying to gain more than you need or your family needs, whatever, just realize that they need you and your children's children need you and so on and so forth more than they need X, Y, Z material things or club soccer or whatever it might be, (laughs) you know? Right. So, yeah, that goes, we've already gone 20 some minutes, Mm -hmm. but um, the idea of, uh, we talked on the last podcast that we saw the sound of freedom mm-hmm. and in that, you know, Tim Ballard <clears throat> was away from his family for a long time, but mm-hmm. he was also given permission basically by his, his wife, wife yeah. you know, you need to do what you got to do. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. typical, right? That would be more like the seasonal thing. More like the seasonal yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And another element to this, he was doing something that his children could look to with great pride. Yeah. He was, it was very noble, very honorable what he was doing, you know, so there was that element as well. But, um, okay. So moving on mm-hmm. concept is, you know, boys need a roadmap and that roadmap is to be given, provided by their fathers through example and explanation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so 
Um, Thank you, veterinary doctor. Yes, right. <laughs> He's forever a part of our podcast. <laughs> perhaps, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> okay. So, uh, essentially, Dennis Rainey says to dads, it's time to decide what legacy you want to leave behind. And he, with encouragement, says... Uh, you know, whether or not you're just getting started or you are late in the game and you've made a lot of mistakes, it doesn't matter. It's never too late to start building and leaving a solid legacy. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into the examples of Josh and the more well-known John Wooden, his son, uh, the famous basketball coach, super yeah. successful, um, arguably one of the most successful men in American history, as far as their market goes, you yeah. know, he's just, he's very successful. Um, but he had his priorities straight yeah. and he got that from his dad. Yeah. That's what this whole section is really about. Yeah. And because he was so successful, he made a big impact mm-hmm. and all of the different characteristics he was pouring into being a father figure to a lot of his players. So mm-hmm. he coached at UCLA and won like 11 national titles and, um, you know, people looked up to him mm-hmm. and I don't know if you've seen his, like he's got like a pyramid of uh, success. Basically these are the building blocks of what you need to do to mm. achieve certain things. And he's got, I mean, a lot of great wisdom that coaches and um, people in general have, you know, tapped into and reading his stuff. And um, he um, got that some of those foundations that he's giving out, he got from his father. Mm -hmm. And as we were talking about the 34 different um, father to son words of of advice or words, wisdom, um, I thought it was neat when we were reading this chapter that um, he gave out some Mm -hmm. advice from his. It was meant to be. Yeah. What were some of those that? Um, Let me say this first to something you just made me think of. You said that some of the advice he's giving out now today comes from what his dad gave him. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really a beautiful thing. I think for me, I'm a perfectionist and I kind of want, it's almost like I tend to think that I'm not going to give them advice until I have all the advice that, Mm -hmm. that they need to have. Right. But the beautiful thing is that, um, our job is to kind of get them started, you know, give them the wisdom that we have right now, but know that they're going to gain more wisdom and be excited about that that they're going to be able to pass on not only yours but theirs yeah in addition to their children mm-hmm. right and the legacy is just going to grow stronger and stronger but it has to start somewhere mm-hmm. and it can start with you mm-hmm. i i think that's very valuable yeah. for someone like me to hear like okay so uh two of the most uh common things that his dad would say to him growing up were number one never lie never cheat never steal pretty solid yeah of a basis of morality yeah right yeah number two would be don't whine don't complain and don't alibi Mm. the whining complaining i mean there's a lot of value in that you know be thankful don't grumble um except we've talked about this before um whoever said it boys want ease but men embrace difficulty don't complain at it don't whine at it just embrace the difficulty like a man and push through it. Right. Mm. But the don't alibi, I think is, is also really good. That's mm. a don't make excuses kind right. of thing. You know, don't give me a reason why you didn't do this or that. I mean, sometimes that's okay, but we tend to just, man, 
if, if we're caught in something, we have a reason for all we didn't do it and right. it justifies it completely. You know, don't alibi. Yeah. If you say you're going to do something, just do it. Yeah. Accept the responsibility. Yeah. And if you mess up, accept the responsibility. Don't alibi. Yeah. I like that. I love both those. Yeah. And then he went on to give him a little card, he says. And he, when he handed it to him, he said. Like when he went off to college, I think it was. Okay, maybe. Yeah, I don't remember. When he went off to college, he's like handed them this card. And said, and try to live. at that time when he was doing the interview, you know, he's like in his 80s yes. or whatever. He still had that card. 60 years later. Yeah. 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 That's right. So he carried it in his wallet for decades. Mm-hmm. Potentially till he died. I don't know. That was in 2010. He was 99, almost 100 years old. Um, So, yeah. So he said, try to live up to this. And here's what they were. The first one was be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. And as as he's explaining that to Dennis Rainey in the interview, he says, the concept is if you're true to yourself first, you will be true to other people. Um, if you can lie to yourself, it's really easy to lie to other people. <laughs> yeah. So number two was help others. Pretty simple. Yeah. Straightforward. Yeah. Um, it gets back to what we said before, being others-centric. Yeah. Putting others before yourself, essentially. Yeah. Right? And I think seeking to mm-hmm. help others. Looking I for mean, ways. Looking for ways. Instead yeah. of waiting. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't always just have to present itself. but mm. Or even opening your eyes. Sometimes I pray that the Lord will open my eyes because there's a lot of things that are right in front of us that we just ignore mm. and we don't see necessarily. Um, so sometimes I pray that, you know, Lord open my eyes to how I can be helpful today. Mm. Or, and it could be something simple. Yeah. You know, yeah. doesn't have to be, you know, helping, you know, mowing someone's grass even. It doesn't even have to be that extensive. It could just be <clears throat> saying a kind word or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think probably one of the ways that this was fleshed out in his own career was he, he could have been consumed with becoming the best coach and having the winningest team mm-hmm. only, but helping others meant that he was also going to invest in making these young men good men. Yeah. Right. So number three, make friendship a fine art. He said, you got to work at it. Mm. It, does, it doesn't just happen. Yeah. Invest in your friends. Be a good friend. Work hard at it. The uh, fourth was uh, make each day a masterpiece. Do the best that you can each day mm. in whatever it is that you've been started with. Yeah. He's got a lot of, uh, I don't know if he was artistic or not, but those two points are basically... You know, a fine art and mm. making it a masterpiece. I mean, he's got some analogy to some the, word pictures, the, the art, and yeah. I mean, the one that talks about making friendship a fine art, like you're saying, you got to work at it. It's mm. not is you know. I was thinking about fine motor skills. You know, it's something that's repeatedly and taught, and you have to mm. continuously work at it in order mm. to get good at it Mm. and those who are not like someone like me who didn't have the best fine motor skills you know you just kind of breeze through it and i think people do that with friends at times Mm. you you just breeze through them and you don't really take time to cultivate the friendship Mm -hmm. and keep it you know Mm -hmm. it's just like whoever's there around at the moment and doesn't get any deeper than that Yeah, yeah yeah 
Yeah, and I think that's part of his point is to, in order to go deep and have a fulfilled life, you need friends, you need community. So don't breeze through them. Yeah. Make them a masterpiece. Um, okay, the next is drink deeply from good books, especially the Bible. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big contender for this. So yeah, just consuming books, whether you're reading them or listening to them. Um, why are you pointing at me? Well, you know why. <laughs> Dwayne can't read. No, I mean he doesn't. He doesn't read. <laughs> um, so yeah, I we this I think this is connected to what we talked about with mentors. You know, just a, a few minutes ago, um, our, a mentor doesn't have to be someone who's physically right around you. And th- this goes back to something we talked about too. In our, I think our five duties of a dad, we should surround ourselves. Uh, with good company, and a lot of that good company can come through the books that we read. Mm, yeah, right. right? Other yeah, men who have gone that. before yeah, us, uh, who have a lot of wisdom for us to gain, whether they're biographies or um, they're they're just passing on the wisdom that they self help. Even yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. The whole self help thing is kind of a mixed bag, so we should be careful with that. But yeah, the the point is surrounding yourself by other good people through good books but he was he was careful to point out especially the bible yeah this is god's word right it's written by men that he entrusted with the writing right who've gone before us they were full of divine wisdom Uh, this is where we will find the most beneficial information for life so drink deeply from it Next is build a shelter against a rainy day. This is this is interesting because in the book he doesn't say the next part here. Oh really? All it says is build a shelter against a rainy day. And I was thinking, well, surely he's thinking like save up money, mm. you know, for an emergency, a whole like you know, like uh, what's his name, the the money dude, money guru, Christian guy. Oh yeah. Uh, <sighs> Everybody's thinking about it right now, except for us. I can't remember. Holy smokes. I say his name name all the time. All right. Feel free to interrupt with his name at any time. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, but he was quick to say in the audio, and it was the actual audio from John Wooden. He said he wasn't talking about a physical shelter, but a more lasting one. Yeah. I like like that. Yeah. Living your life today. I'm getting kind of a store up your treasures in heaven kind of a thing, Mm. right? Live with eternity in view. Mm. Don't focus on the temporary. Uh, The next would be, and the last is, give thanks for your blessings and pray for guidance every day. Mm. There's something about maintaining an an attitude of gratitude, right? Like it just impacts everything about you and the people around you. and then there's obviously the humility that's involved in praying for guidance every day, maintaining a dependence upon your creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and don't get better than that. Humility in that. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the other characteristic that has been common throughout is that humility is, is one of the biggest, most important characteristics that you can have. Mm-hmm. And, so you're giving thanks for the blessings because you know where they come from. And you are continually praying for guidance because you know where it comes from. Mm-hmm. So this hum- humility permeates both of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 
that's what it gave him. That's what it carried around forever and really strove to live by. And lest we forget kind of the purpose of this whole uh, podcast and chapter right here, the point is, is that we should be striving to pass on wisdom to our children mm-hmm. that they can carry around with them, right. either in their hearts or in their pockets or both mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of the legacy that we want to leave. So what kind of wisdom are you passing on to your children that they can really strive to live by right. like is it is it is it worth that much that the wisdom that you're giving um and then he says uh he says that true success comes not in the lives this is what both josh and john wouldn't understood true success comes in the lives that you influence not in the titles that you win mm-hmm. and there it goes back to that uh, second quote that we did Mm-hmm. where it was money in that case but right. you know if you're pursuing whatever you're pursuing becomes your idol mm-hmm. and if it's the titles that you win or i mean that those are what what does the scripture say those will those trophies will or moth and oh, yeah, destroy yeah. yeah you know you're storing up or you're talking about storing up treasures <clears throat> yeah yeah, do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where robbers break in and steal, right? Yeah. But rather store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where those things don't right. happen. Yeah. And not only that, but in Second uh, Peter 3, he says, everything that is of this world will burn up mm-hmm. in the end, you know? And, and to uh, actually with reference to that verse, the founder of uh, the Navigators, um, was famous for saying something like uh, there's only two things that are eternal or that last forever in this world that's god's word and people and so if you invest your life into those two things knowing god's word living by it and influencing people for the kingdom that's a life well lived so i like that yeah he was like you can build bridges you can be an engineer and you can do those things right Mm -hmm. but if that's what your life is about you're missing the point and you're going to be devastated in the end because that bird, that bridge is going to come crumbling down yeah. in the end, but lives influenced in intimacy with God. Hmm. They'll never come crumbling down. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Um, so, uh, the last kind of closing out of the chapter, he says that John would have received one more, uh, piece of advice uh, in this case, it was a poem from his dad mm-hmm. that he continued to carry with him as well and let guide him specifically in his fatherhood. Uh, this was given to him, the poem, at his first son's birth. And the poem, we're not going to read it here. Um, what was the common refrain that he kept repeating in it? Do you um, remember? Yeah, it was. Uh, it's like that finance guy. We just can't remember his name. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Um, I can't remember exactly, but it's something to, to the the effect of uh, this boy will see this boy who looks up to me, or something like that. It was this little boy who looks up to me? Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's that's the basic concept. Yeah, it's Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, Dave. I, there's no personal offense. We just had a bit of a brain fart. So. The poem essentially that it it can be summed up in this that his this dad little was, boy who looks up to me yeah this little boy that looks up to me so his dad was saying 
now that you're a father, you need to understand that this boy will follow you and he will become you. So you need to be careful and you need to lead well. Your words and your life will build this little boy. And that's something that we, of course, we need we need to keep that forever before our eyes right. as dads. Even after they leave the home, what yeah. we do and say, how we lead, uh, continue to lead their mom, how we continue to lead their siblings, how we continue to lead uh, as grandparents, how we continue to lead even them as they come to us for advice, um, the examples that we set in our pursuit of ministry. Yeah. Uh, when we get to the retirement age, you know, what are we doing? Are we chillaxing on the beaches or are we continuing to work for the kingdom of God? You know, it's, it's that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Your children will become who you are. Yeah. In many respects. So be careful. Make sure you well. are. Yeah. You're becoming who you want them to become. Mm-hmm. Don't be the cats in the cradle. Mm-hmm. Sort of yeah. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's a good what chapter. What do you think overall of the chapter? You liked it? I did. Yeah. yeah they're, the chapters are short, but they pack a punch. Yeah. You know, and I, I think the value of doing one of these a week typically, um, and I hope our listeners will take advantage of it because oftentimes we blow through a book and we've not read it slow enough to really meditate and let it sink in. I'm hoping that our listeners will take this advice and ponder it at least for a few days, mm-hmm. especially if you're coming in on this later where you could listen to them back to back. Take a few days, really let sink in the truth that, that we talk about that Dennis is presenting here yeah. before you move on to the next. Yeah. Let them become a part of you. Yeah. Yeah, well, that is the end of uh, this little episode. Um, for all of those who have been watching or listening, I we really appreciate it. Uh, we could use some more subscribers. So if you mm-hmm. have not, uh, especially if you're on the YouTube and you haven't uh, subscribed, you know, hit the like button, mm-hmm. sub- subscribe, and hit that notification bell. Uh, we'd like to see the community grow, mm-hmm. and it will help if you do that mm-hmm. um so just with that in mind um we'll conclude this episode yep so always remember that real dads lead <laughs>